Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello. I'm just walking down the street. I don't know why I suddenly think I'm doing the Adam Buxton podcast, but I'm just doing a quick public service announcement to say that this week... I forgot to plug my microphone into my laptop. So what I thought I was doing was recording on my microphone. But what I was actually doing was just recording through my very shitty headphones. So apologies for, from my end, the quite low tech, but from Tilly's end, the very high tech. And the second thing to say is we recorded this week's episode a couple of weeks ago. And we talk about the fact that the Boris Johnson party gate has all basically blown over. So um, you can laugh at how wrong we were. Enjoy! The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. If you're Ishi and you know it, clap your hands. If you're Ishi and you know it, clap your hands. If you're Ishi and you know it and you really want to show it. If you're Ishi and you know it, clap your hands. Rishi Sunak, thank you for keeping me alive last year. <laughs> what can I say? This is it. We owe a great deal to that. I mean, I know we missed lots of our friends out, but for me, oh, the self-employment me. support scheme was a yeah. lifeline. Thank you. But the thing, the thing is, it's not. He's just the. He's not the guy. Is he not the guy? Well, isn't it just everyone at the civil service who's like running around trying to convince the government of what to do financially, and then they're like, "Okay, we will help," and then he gets to be the good news guy. I don't know. I feel like he's a. I feel like he's a. He's a visionary. I mean, I hate him. You think him. he's a visionary? I hate him. Sorry, visionary is the wrong. I think he has vision. Is what. <laughs> oh, by the way, this is bitch. And every week we talk about a different person. Welcome to twenty twenty two. This year. Yeah. Happy New Year, everybody. <laughs> I'm going to be way more positive this year. And I'm going to be way more pessimistic this year. Yeah. We're doing like a whole role reversal thing. Rishi is rubbish, and I mean, I do think that. Um, so well, that, yeah. So I don't have to pretend. Although, mm. I was thinking, yeah, we were talking just before we started about my Tory friend. I have some, mm-hmm. I have some Tory friends now, and I'm trying to like diversify my friendship pool with people Div- who don't diversify your portfolio. Yeah, mm. so it's not just people who um, I agree with, but um, I would, I would have a, I would have a chat with Rishi. I think he's not a bad person. Well, I don't think he's gonna like say anything offensive, is he? I don't think he's like got an evil dungeon with schemes of how to make poor people poorer. I think he's just got a very like personal perspective on how oh you just work hard and then you get rich and it's fine. A bit like Maggie, the old Maggie Thatch. I know, but Maggie Thatch definitely had a dungeon. Oh yeah, well yeah. I mean, he he worked at Goldman Sachs, is what I found out this morning because Ken told me that. <laughs> before anyone starts thinking that I've turned over a new leaf, I've actually <laughs> googled who we're talking about before we talk about them. New Year, Ken New Year. Me. Ken told you. You are at Ken's mm. pad right now, aren't you? I am, yeah. The big bachelor So that's why pad. my microphone might sound a bit different. Long-time listeners might <laughs> find that my microphone's a bit different today. Don't worry. Don't worry about it. Okay? Do you think it'll be better? Has he got a better setup? No. <laughs> <laughs> Brutal. No, I think it's it's good. Yeah. It's pro- it probably sounds, but that wasn't me farting. That was my glasses against the headphones if that noise came up i didn't just fart 
okay that's me you burp i'm the i'm the fart yeah i will burp on live on live on on the podcast also i should i've cut out a fart have you no i no i would cut out a fart is what i'm saying so that's why i'm saying it's not a fart because if it was a fart i would have cut it out you wouldn't even know about it there we go move on I was like tempted now to cut out whatever that noise was, so people are like, but she did cut it out. Also, I'm going to establish that I will be slurping. Ooh. Oh, that's a bit cold, actually. Oh, is it? My tea's gone cold, I'm, I'm wondering, wondering why. why. Have I told you about my idea for a Dido jukebox musical? Oh, my God. Well, me and Dave are writing a musical. Maybe we should just, he could rewrite Dido's songs. I don't know. I don't think Dido's enough of a name. Disagree. She's huge. Look, I would go and see a Dido jukebox musical, but I am a freak. No, no, so many mediocre white ladies, so many who like a glass of wine and a, put on a Dido album. Yeah, yeah, that's me. You yeah. just described me. You think you're so original? That's you and fifty million other white ladies. <laughs> Honestly, we're gonna be rich. We're going to be rich like Rishi. Well, what's the story going to be? Well, that's what I need to iron out because I realised. It's got to be a, like a relationship drama of some kind. Yeah. Like the video for White Flag where David Boreanaz is, and it turns out they're both stalkers. That's the video, right? Yeah, yeah. They each think they're stalking each other, but actually they're both obsessed with each other and they're both stalking each other. Isn't that the story? Is it? I don't oh, know. She's wearing a dress without a middle, which always makes me just very distracted. There's no middle bit to her dress. It's just her chest. Call me a prude. Her chest? Yeah, it's just her chest. The middle bit of her chest is exposed. Her, her breasts. Oh, you mean like here? Like the middle, the middle sort of yeah. part. Yeah. The, the bit that I don't have. For anyone who's not currently in either of our rooms, um, we're touching the bit in between our breasts. <laughs> and Helen's is much more bountiful than me, but whatever, I'm not better about that. And now I'm doing kind of a sexy pose for Helen to get her going. So shall I read his Wikipedia page? Yes, please. Rishi Sunak, born the 12th of May 1980. God, he's young, isn't he young? Is a British politician. Wait, what? What? That's so young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How old does that make him? Oh 41. 41. 41. Fucking hell. I know 41-year-olds. Yeah. There'll be That's... some people listening who are 41. <gasps> or older. But we think, yeah. you're, we think you're young, yeah. Well, you are young. 40's young, isn't it? Um, he's a British politician, Chancellor of the Exchequer since 2020, a member of the Conservative Party. He was previously Chief Secretary to the Treasury 2019-2020, became Member of Parliament for Richmond and North Yorkshire since 2015. So he had this hugely fast torpedo uh, promotion up the ladder of the Tory party situation, didn't he? Yeah. Um, and as you say, Tilly, he was previously a big old money man. At, at, at Goldie, Goldie Sachs. Goldie Sachs, between 2001 and 2004. He then worked for Hedge Fund Management Firm, the Children's Investment Fund Management, don't know what that is. And then he became a partner. He then left in 2009, right, okay, to join colleagues at a new hedge fund. So you would have been like 30 at that point, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, this is ridiculous. Selma and Louise Partners, it's not called that, Selma Partners. He launched that in 2010. How much mm. do you think the initial money was that I can't work out if this was put up by him or if this was like just it launched with an, an, an initial little startup hedge fund? How much do you think? The, the money to start the business, yeah. not what he was getting paid. Correct. 
Um, the money to start a hedge fund. A hedge fund's like big money, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't really know what it is. No. It's investments, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, you invest. It's money so that you can buy into investments and like manage those investments. Put right? in money, make money. Put in money, make money. Yeah, you've got to spend money to make money, right? Mm-hmm. You know, stop being poor. Just buy a house. Yeah. yeah like, you saved, why would you rent you when so you could buy a money. house? You'd save so much money on rent if you just bought a house. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't understand why All people... All you need just... is that little measly deposit. Yeah. Pennies. Um, I think it was... I mean, I'm gonna. You're gonna get annoyed with me. Go on, go big. Go. Do you seriously want me to go big? Yeah, I want you to go big. Nine hundred million. Seven hundred million dollars. Okay. So I know money. You do look at that. And it I was only money. a small little hedge fund. So it was just a just a baby hedge fund. It's a tiny little startup. A hedgelet. A shrub fund. A shrub fund. A bush fund. Oh, I've got one of them. <laughs> Did you see that thing going around at Christmas, which is Your Vagina is the last film that you've watched? No, missed that one. Oh, the timeline was Jungle Cruise. God, it's such uh, a, like, year nine thing, isn't it? Now I've said it out loud, I'm really embarrassed. Bebo. You should be embarrassed. Yeah, it's really embarrassing. Went to see Licorice Pizza last night. Let's not oh, talk I about it. Oh, I want to see that. I don't, let's not talk about it. <laughs> Can we not talk about that, actually? Actually, I changed my mind, Edward. Okay, that's fine. We don't, we don't have to talk about it. That's fine. Speaking of hedge funds, you know, when he went... Yeah. So he was put up... When he first became an MP, they did that thing where they put you in, like, a really safe seat, put you, like, I've gone through it. They put one in a really safe seat if they want you to get in, and yeah. they put him up for... Richmond, as in in North Yorkshire, posh Richmond, posh Yorkshire Richmond, mm-hmm. which was previously William Hague's seat. And oh, okay. Right. He had to do quite a lot of like persuading people because they were like, "You're not from Yorkshire, you're not white." I think was an element of it, mm. but also you really support Southampton football team, and that's like not good because we all support Leeds. Um, but apparently, he did a really good job of like being like going around and telling everyone that he's yeah Hindu, so he doesn't eat cows, but he supports farmers. And someone thought he was he was a hedge funder, as in, like, he trimmed people's hedges. Who thought that? I don't know, some man in Richmond. Really? Yeah. Anecdotally. That's really funny. Yeah. I just, I love the idea that, like, he had a conversation with Rishi Sunak, and Rishi Sunak was just like, I'm not going to correct him on that. <laughs> because no one likes to be corrected, do they, really? No, and it's much better to be seen as a hedge trimmer than a hedge fund person, isn't yeah. it? Like, he's hidden that, he's tried to keep that a bit under wraps i think yeah um but this is where then his political career just like whoops because he was the he then like joined a select committee to do with thing environmental and something or other where he like really supported the farmers in his local area and apparently it's quite unusual to join a select committee when you're first an mp because you don't have to bother doing that if you don't want to so he like did that thing where he actually cared about his job which is nice and then he came out as a big Brexiteer, like, before anybody else. Like, before Boris Johnson, before Michael Gove. I didn't know that. Yeah, apparently he was, like, really pro-Brexit. And, and again, like, which was quite unusual because he was he was obviously trying to make forge a career for himself and a name for himself, and that was going against the Cameron government at the time to yeah. step out of line and do that. And he held a lot of town hall meetings where apparently he'd, like, done loads of research into why Brexit was a good thing. Mm. Um Maybe he could feel the way the wind was blowing. Yeah. I mean, if you're someone who does investments, like, you're gambling, essentially. And you need to know the odds when you're gambling. Oh, my God. I bet that's it. And it's worked really well for him, hasn't it? Because then look at all the people employed in the cabinet of the people who who betted the right way. So, like, very smart, Rishi. 
he then did the same thing where he was one of the first people to come out and support Boris Johnson in the leadership. And again, mm. again, that's like a gamble. And Boris has handsomely rewarded him for that. Yeah. By being like, you're going to be my good news guy. You're going to be the, the, little, the little guy who comes out and says, hi, everybody. Who wants some money? <laughs> Rishi, Rishi. <laughs> Me watching the government bulletins like yes Rishi slay (laughs) and I'm like my principal's watching me in the corner of the room like (laughs) it's all right we're gonna be hating them again when we have um our national insurance hoiked I mean yeah it's over now isn't it yeah got we've got this tax bill and then the next year we'll have the tax bill for the year of coronavirus of the payments that I got oh my gosh of course we have to pay tax on it don't we yeah we gotta pay tax on those Oh, those bad boys. Wait, so is that what we're going to be paying now? I will have already paid that in that case. The one like this January. Mm. 2020 to 2021, yes. No, because I don't think we got any of the payments until like May. I think we got payments. Because it ends like, it ends the start of April 2020. Mm, no, the one we're paying now is, is yeah. 2020 to 21, isn't it? I'm going to have to have a look at my accounts. <laughs> Can we can we cut this short actually? Because I just I'm just re- I'm realizing something. Have you that filled it all in wrong? Have you filled it in wrong? No, I haven't filled it in. I haven't done it yet, which is really not like me. Oh matey, I usually do it in like August and get it done, and I have not been able psychologically to face it. Well, I don't envy you there. Thanks, Helen. <laughs> Wow, I feel so much better. We really I'm have really glad been. I opened up there. We really I'm have so been. Better. We've role reversaled in 2022 because I'm normally the opposite. I'm, I do it on like the 23rd of January. Mm. But this year I did it like the day after the tax year ended in April or whenever it is. Mm. I was out and doing my taxes. Cause, oh, good um, for you. Yeah, I think because I got really caught out in 2020 because obviously we were paying in 20... Sorry, this is so... How have we started a conversation? I guess we're doing Rishi Sunak. That's why we're, we're talking Rishi about Sunak. money. Yeah. In 2021, I was paying the tax from my income for 2019 to 2020. And my income for 2019 to 2020 was like the most I've ever earned. But the year 2020 to 2021 was like the least I've ever earned, i.e. coronavirus year. So then my tax bill at the beginning of 2021 was just basically all the money that I had in my account. <laughs> so it was awful, basically. Yeah. Which is why I then did it really early. So anyway, this is not making you feel better, so I'm going to stop speaking now. Yeah, no. And I'm like, I can't remember doing my last tax return, is the thing. Maybe you didn't do it. I'm going to cut that out as well, because... <laughs> um, They're going to come and get you. HMRC, please... Don't look at her. Set me free. Don't, don't lock me up. Who's that actor? There's an actor who lives in like a hut in the in the Dales or something who doesn't pay his tax. He was married to Emma Thompson or someone. Kenneth Branagh. Was it Kenneth Branagh? Someone. No, because he's directing multi-million pound films now, so I doubt he lives in a hut. Oh no, but it's like it's like one of those like I do have a house, but I go to my hut and chop wood for my like mental health. Okay. One yeah. of those, and he said I'd he's, love that to be me. Oh, I see that for you. Mm. He um he's like I'm not going to pay my tax until you start taxing Amazon and people like that. He's like come and arrest me, and I think that's dead cool. Yeah, also personally benefits him. Yeah, it, it does. <laughs> I might start doing that. You know what? Fuck the NHS and and the fire service until Amazon stop fucking them. Yeah, well, I think it would be good if I did it because it wouldn't really have any impact on the NHS. No, though. no, like no, you can't have my two hundred pounds. <laughs> 
And yeah, I know you're going to be on your knees after that, hanging on by a thread. There's a weird thing with the NHS where you can also donate to them like they're a charity, so maybe you could just do that instead. Can you actually? God, that's fucking dumb. Yeah, look at Captain Tom marching around his garden until the day oh, he dies. Oh, of course, yeah. Oh, well, there we are. <laughs> Who's negative now? <laughs> <laughs> that sweet old man, Helen, it was what he wanted to do. He should not have had to he do He wanted that. to walk around the garden until he dropped down. That's what he wanted. He got very benefited. This is Rishi, not Captain Tom. He got very benefited. Is that grammatically correct? So correct. So valid. Super valid. Like you say, for loving um, Bojo by being made Chancellor. Um, And obviously, like, that was just completely wild because I think in 18 months, he went from what was essentially like a junior, I think it was a housing and communities minister, to being like one of the the most sought after jobs that like everyone wants to be chancellor yeah that is mad like boris doesn't give a fuck he's just gonna do whatever he wants to do and apparently he like really where is he by the way like where is he has anyone seen him it's quite a clever tactic i think to hide when your popularity is decreasing if people just don't see you they can't hate you it's like a sixth sense he has for like having an excuse He's that guy who always has an excuse for why something didn't work out. And it's a like legitimate excuse that you can't really argue with, even though you know it's not the truth. We just brought out some cheese because we were having a very important <clears throat> meeting with no paper or pens, and we needed cheese. I, my blood sugar was low. <laughs> I needed some cheese. I was, I was, someone was going to faint. That was a dreadful Boris Johnson impression. Yeah, that was really, fair, I've, really never, I've never listened to him longer than, like, five seconds, so... <laughs> We did a whole episode on him before he was the PM. Did we? Yeah, we did. We did. I hope we were hard enough on him. Yeah, I worry same. that we're a bit soft sometimes. Soft on crime. Soft on the causes of crime. But thing is, who listens to this? The same hundred people who have been listening for the past two years. And we know all of them by name. Friends. You're after I don't think there's any of our listeners who we don't know who they are. I mean, if you think that we don't know who you are, by all means, say hello. But I'm reasonably confident that we have spoken to everyone who listens to our podcast. Do you think? Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I don't look at the stats. I'm, I'm, I'm living in some kind of delusion that, like, we're in every household across mm. across the nation. 
Well, it's important to be delusional. That was my New Year's resolution, actually, was to be delusional. We've got a big listenership in India. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they're our second biggest after the UK still. So, Why? So hi there. Hi. Hi there. Hi there. How you doing? How's it going? Yeah, what, what, how did you find us? What, what, what do you think? What's your favourite episode? Do you think I'm too negative? <laughs> Should Helen go alone? Should Helen go alone? I think that there's... What really... was I saying? Sorry, you, you were saying that you did a really bad Boris Johnson impression and then you said that you've only listened to... Oh, don't remind anyone of that. <laughs> yeah, sorry, move on. Move on. I was going to say that apparently... Well, I don't know if this is still the case, but definitely when he first became the Chancellor. Because the thing about... So it went in Rishi's childhood, his dad was a doctor and his mum was a pharmacist and his mum ended up buying her own pharmacy when Rishi was a teenager and Rishi did all the accounts for that small business. Oh, wow. Um, he must be very good with, with numbers. I, I think he's absolutely amazing with numbers and yeah. it's really unusual from my very limited knowledge of how UK politics works for somebody who's such an expert in a field to actually be running that department like people move around like nobody's business and they've actually got somebody who did PPE at Oxford and was part of the like investment society or something like that right yeah and then went and did a master's degree in I think it was business and then went and had a whole career in finance, which he pretends didn't happen because it makes him look evil. Yeah. And he absolutely loves spreadsheets and he loves balancing budgets and he loves numbers and he works in the department that he does. And apparently Boris Johnson would like, when he first became chancellor, like always go to him for advice and um, to look at spreadsheets and to ask, pull his ear on things because he really like trusted him. And I think the same with Dominic Cummings, like there's definitely a consensus that he is actually really smart and really good at the thing that he's he's leading on which like mm. I say is just like I don't agree with them the way that he chooses to spend that budget apart from when it goes to my self-employment support scheme <laughs> which yay but like it's just I think that's that's the reason I'd maybe go to the pub with him because he's not one of those um career politicians who's it's just about him it's not based power. on absolutely nothing like he obviously believes in what he's doing and and has some kind of intellect or talent to back it up rather than just being like Nadine Dorries you know although I love her for the entertainment value oh god even just her name oh she's hilarious do you think he'll be the next prime minister Rishi yeah I don't know if he's got the killer instinct mm. we love a we love a sociopath right I don't know if he's got the vibe of like I feel like in a in a in an election, is he gonna have the? Is he is he gonna suffer? A, I mean, he's. I mean, it, whoever the Conservative Party chooses is probably gonna be Prime Minister, so it kind of doesn't matter. Um, but I mean, the leadership elections that they have are, are brutal. I thought Boris was gonna go. I'm surprised that he managed to hang yeah. on. What did you think he was gonna go like over Christmas with the parties and everything? I just thought that um, it was finally unraveling for him, but I think everyone's too tired. I think everyone can't be bothered. There's also just, re- it's really hard to have accountability. Like, I think that the, for the first time, I mean, who knows what the polls even mean, but Keir Starmer has overtaken him in terms of popularity. And I think people are, the the party thing has really cut through and people are really angry. But then where does that go? Like, there isn't an election around the corner. Mm. The, vo- the voters don't really have very much power at the moment. Like, we can just be angry. But... The Conservatives definitely have a plan that, like, he'll step aside at the right time and someone new will come in and then they'll act like it's a totally new government that had nothing to do with everything that happened previously, just yeah. like they did last time. Yeah. Meanwhile, Keir Starmer is, like, still apologising and grovelling. 
And it's like, do you not understand anything about human psychology? Like, stop apologising. Stop. Oh, that's so a bit of me, you know. That's so just what forget. I would do. Just forget. Just, just don't, just, just sidestep it. What we're doing is we're focusing on Bolwa. As soon as someone asks you about, like, the Labour Party and how they should grovel forevermore. Mm-hmm. You have to, you have to, do you know how hard it is to get an apology out of a Conservative? You have to fucking hound them for years. And then they do it, they do it once, and then they never mention it again. Whereas, like, every media appearance he has, it's like, oh, we're really sorry about what happened. We're really sorry. Oh, please give us another chance. <laughs> or oh, please, I know you've taken the kids, but please, can you just... What's the point? I thought you'd be more positive in 2022. What's happened? Helen should go alone, <laughs> is, is the... Do you know what I'd forgotten, speaking of um, whether he'll be the next Prime Minister, that during the 2019 general election, Rishi Sunak um, was part of the debates. He, like, represented Boris Johnson in those those seven-way debates that happened on on the telly, yeah. Was he good? Because maybe I'm wrong about him not having any killer instinct. I think that... This is sketchy memory, but I think people were like, he was good, he's very, like, personable, but every now and then it did feel like he was sort of reading from the Tory script and he was a bit stilted yeah. and robotic. But having said that, at the time, it's really hard to remember this now, but he he would have been, like, basically... No, we, none of us would have known who he was. He was, like, known within Westminster. But he mm. wasn't he wasn't the Chancellor at the time. He was, like, a minister or a... Yeah, I think he just kind of... He was a friend of Boris Johnson, who everybody went to for financial advice because he's rich yeah. and um and then suddenly he was like on the tv debates i can't remember why they decided to do that um, i'm gonna personal wealth yeah so he is officially the richest member of the cabinet is he yeah and this is the thing we love people who have money because we trust them and we think you must know what you're doing because you've got loads of money i can't find any sort of figure the Chancellor is under pressure to reveal where his multi-million pound personal fortune is invested after suggestions that some of his wealth, which is managed by a so-called blind trust, could be held in offshore tax havens. Oh. What a guy. But thanks for the money, Rishi. Yeah. All that to say, please send me another cheque. It's really obvious, isn't it? But like, particularly in the case of people like Rishi Sunak, where Boris Johnson, I think, is just like careless like as in I don't think he cares about things whereas with Rishi Sunak I think people think they're just completely void of being influenced by their own personal experience and like love and like relationships and him watching his parents work really hard for money and have success for that and be able to send him to his very fancy boarding school I think he went to Winchester boarding school and and like that whole you know and it is the Thatcherite thing of working hard and it can support workers to have mm. slightly like Tory ideology. And it's why I, I need to get better at this and we all need to get better at this. Like, you know, that's your experience that's influenced you to have that way of thinking. Just how my experience is that that doesn't always work and that you can work really hard and still need to claim universal credit. And like, yeah. I think but I just, he's a human being who's very influenced by his own personal experience. It's really annoying. Which we all are. Which we all thing. are. It's why I'd go to the pub with him, because I'd, I'd try and change his mind. <laughs> <laughs> I can change him. I can. Come on, Rishi. I really want his um, thermal mug. Did you see that whole kerfuffle about no. it? He's got this. What's his thermal mug? Oh, have a Google, yeah. 
there was a picture of him at his desk when he first became chancellor and someone found his the, the thermal flask mug that he had on his desk and found the where he bought it from and I can't remember how much he paid for it but it was like an obscene amount of money for a Rishi Sunak coffee mug this is where to buy chancellor's 180 pound smart travel cup the pre-budget photo shows him with the expensive gadget that tracks your caffeine intake and maintains your preferred drinking temperature I mean, it does sound pretty that great. That sounds fucking class. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? That sounds fucking sick. I really, I'm jealous of him. I want to be, right, here's, if I could be born again, God, I hope you're listening. Born again, Christian. Yeah. I want to be rich. I want to be a Tory. If I yeah. actually believe that the best thing is to protect those values, and then I could just live a guilt-free life being rich not paying much tax, yeah. having a really expensive thermal mug. Recycling nothing, you yeah. wouldn't have to be a vegan anymore. Oh, oh, but still believing that that's like the vow, that's the, that's the core of... it's the right thing. Yeah, it's the yeah. right thing. Which I do think he, you know, unlike some people who are just kept, like, like I say, or have like a really high denial switch where they just are able to shut off suffering, I don't think he has that. Not but like, I think also like lots of lots of people with those values like making fun of people and assume that they're not as human as they are don't they and it's whether or not you do that we do that do we with Tories I think we tend to often offer them humanity as you were saying earlier yeah and that's the problem maybe that I, people yeah. would maybe cancel us for that yeah you're right you're trying right. to trying to understand them on a on a human level yeah like him being really good at maths and he loves Star Wars. helping his mum with the accounts. He, he loves Star Wars. Oh my god! So I listened he to this interview with him with Nick Robinson, where which was questionable actually. Nick Robinson really, really like fixated on his heritage and like it was just I just anyway. Um, but he did this Q and A with him on Star Wars, and he got every question right. And it was like, what flabadoo is in fucking hell we're three. doomed aren't we shall we quiz him on like <laughs> policy no let's do a star wars quiz that'll be funny he, it was very impressive though i was very impressed fucking hell. that man loves star wars he loves it loves it you're right you're right we do humanize people that's nice that's a good thing to do but do they deserve it i don't know i was listening to this amazing podcast which i might actually just recommend on empathy in international politics and it was talking about what empathy is which actually I think I've always misunderstood Mm. empathy doesn't mean that you are agreeing or disagreeing or merging with anybody you are just appreciating and understanding where they are coming from as a human being yeah and I always see it and I love using empathy as a tool to problem solving or like in the workplace or in, rela- in friendship is obviously we all use it yeah. it's really important but I do always see it as a sign as a small weakness of mine that I empathize and that's and that's sometimes l- l- lessening my own position on something and it was really mm. helpful to listen to this and actually go you're not doing that and that's true isn't it you're not I'm not I'm not suddenly aligning with Rishi Sunak to have empathy with him as a human being like I don't politically align with almost anything he believes in but having empathy is just having being able to extend some understanding of where he is coming from and then still, still, still sticking with my own views. Still, but still taking the checks. So. Oh yeah. Well, I can't find it, but it was good. 
If you go in BBC Sounds and you Google empathy... No one's going to do that. <laughs> it was really interesting. It was all about this agreement between China and um, America by uh, Nixon. And, right. Um, and how it was... I can't remember what it was called. People listening probably know and I probably sound really stupid, but I'd never heard of it. And it was about... It was essentially a big piece of paper that said, we agree to disagree. <laughs> And that right. in itself is like an amazing thing to just, at least then you're coming at it from like a position of, I don't know, something. It's not just hostility. Mm. It's like you have that position, I, we have this position and we appreciate that. And that's how I feel about you, Tilly. So I've come here today to say... <laughs> Are you splitting up with me? No, I have empathy for your, for your Warped view. Warped perspective <laughs> on life. I do, I do. Uh, marks out of 10 for Rishi? 2 out of 10. And is that 2 just for the self-employment support scheme? 1 is for having like a basic... Well, 1 is for like I can appreciate his skills and talents as a person and that he's got some kind of substance and then the other one is that I took his money. So I'm just as bad. No, it's not bad to need money to eat and live and pay your rent. Yes. Yes, and I did need it. And most of it went to my private landlord who owns several houses and a restaurant. Oh, very nice. Have you been? No, and I left that place and I wish them all the best. There's such a look of of evil in Tilly's eyes. I can't unleash how I really feel because um, I've got to keep it positive on on the show from now on. Positivity, toxic positivity in 2022. <laughs> Just completely pushing down all the feelings and uh, giving you what you've come here for, which is zany chats. Zany chats! Hate myself. Okay, <laughs> this was great. Okay. Thanks, thanks for being here with us. Thank you so much. Um, we love you. If we don't know you, please get in touch and yeah. we will see you next week. Happy 2020. Happy 2022. <laughs> You've been listening to Bitchin' with Tilly Steele and Helen Monks. Our music is by Dave Cribb and our artwork is by Luke W. Robson. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast if you're enjoying it and do follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We love to hear from you.